That's a sound of a reference going straight over our heads. Hello and welcome everybody to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 104, May Confirmed Thick. That's right, we are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Network. This is round two. This is the first one that was deemed too inappropriate by me. Post Can you describe why? <laughs> I, I disgusted myself. I disgusted myself. So you know it was bad because that's got to be oh. tough. <laughs> it is. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Uh, I am uh, Shane O'Hare, uh, the self-censoring Shane O'Hare, which is uh, 2017, <laughs> new year, new me. Less obscenities, you motherfucker. Uh, we have special so- guest this week, Derek Cranavelt. If we could keep the uh, dead baby jokes to a minimum this week, I'd appreciate that. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, no. uh, show over. <laughs> that was that was just we for could, Shane. We could all go. We could all go uh, home now. Uh, <laughs> uh, take it's okay. I forgave him. I forgave him. That's because and you're a nice man. Oh my god! I just oh. I have to joke about it, or else I'll be sad all the time. So, like, <laughs> uh, anyways, let's move I, on to. Uh, did, we, did you introduce the rest of us yet? No, we don't need to. We, we don't need introduction. Oh. oh my god! <laughs> anyone got any good? Anyone reading a good waifu list lately? <laughs> I don't know about. I don't know about good. Oh. I still haven't even oh. read it because I was so exhausted that I never proofread it or anything. I was just like, "Fuck it." That's why um, I didn't. I, that's why I didn't share it myself yet because I was like, "Don't worry." I don't know don't, if it looks like shit. Don't worry. Nobody. Nobody proofreads anything on Geekscape. <laughs> uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we get in, then. Okay, so Courtney edits my articles sometimes, but then we get in arguments over fucking commas. Um, that's because you don't uh, know how to use punctuation. Um. Oh. Uh, and. Uh, uh, you have sentences that don't have subjects, and you spell things wrong. All right. Uh, well, uh, uh, Courtney's breaking up. We're going to kick her off the show. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll just close it out, the three of us. Um, so, uh, hello? How's everybody? <laughs> Good. Good. So, uh, Josh put out his uh, yearly waifu list, which is um, much anticipated. And I I think it, I still want to put out my, like, lewd waifu list. You know, is, what's what's the, like, weeaboo term for, like, not, you know, a character you want to, like, Mary, but like one of you just want to get down and fuck. Um, I don't know. I'm not a weeb. <laughs> what is a weeaboo? <laughs> Josh. Someone who someone who would write a waifu list every year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not every year. It's only been three years in a row. Yeah, I'm only three on years. Yeah, only only three. I'm years, looking for like I'm looking forward to like the tenth anniversary list. <laughs> yeah, that'd be Lord. Where we rank where we rank the number ones of the last ten years. <laughs> yep. No, but. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know I, if there's I, a difference. I think I think waifu is a very flexible word. Let's consult the book of knowledge to find. Damn it, Shane Sundere list. Yeah, <laughs> senpai noticed me. Of waifu in the Daku culture. Waifu refers to a fictional character an anime fan considers a wife or husband. There's a word for male characters. Female a- anime fans. God damn it! This is fucking written by a fucking Webster. Ex- <laughs> yeah. No, the, it's japanpower.com. Man, um, the husband. Fuck it. God, Christ. Husband, this episode is dude. off to husbando. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Josh, tell us about your amazing list. Um, there, this year was weird because I feel like last year had a lot of really great female characters and some of them not exactly female, which the list reflected. But I felt like it was a really good year, which made it hard to write. There were so many characters I wanted to represent. And one of the goals that I have when I first started writing it was not just to show off like great female characters but to kind of give somewhat of a spotlight to niche games that wouldn't normally get as much attention at the end of the year when all the AAA stuff is getting awards chucked at it constantly so it was like I said this year was kind of weird because there was so much um but I felt like I definitely needed to give attention to Neptunia again of course yeah, because naturally, right? But yeah, the number number four, who was Uzume, I thought... Or no, no, she was number three. She was number four in my first draft, and then I thought about it and switched her with D.Va. But I thought, like, her whole story arc was great, so I felt like I needed to show, reflect that. D.Va, of course, I've spent, like, what, what did I say in the articles? Like, 56 hours just on that one character? 
I think that's and, what you uh, said. Uh, 53 hours and counting. Okay, yeah. 440 wins. Yeah, so it's like that had to be represented. And then what's what's your favorite voice line for Diva? I just been using GG whenever I kill people. Oh, but I was mine using is the, mine is the winky face one. No, I was just using Happy <laughs> Halloween on Christmas and New Year's over and over again for a while. But yeah, like Knights of like on some of the more obscure stuff, like Knights of Azure was a great underrated hack and slash so i wanted to make sure to cover that um with the whole ditto thing of course that's an ongoing joke with (laughs) pokemon in general so i wanted to make sure to show that and uh pokemon sun and moon too had not quite as good of a story as black and white but a much better story than your typical pokemon one so i thought that that was particularly interesting uh, the way that lusamine's character was reflected so i wanted to show that but yeah most of all and i mean i've talked about the game plenty over the last year but with tokyo mirage sessions it was like i feel like it's going to be a polarizing not that not that anyone takes it super seriously i sure as hell don't but (laughs) <laughs> like I feel like I feel like it's going to be polarizing in a way cuz a lot of the reaction seems to either mirror what I said where the characters kind of they exist as these like tropes but when you do their side quests and you learn more about them it I feel like it adds an extra twist and there seems to be people who don't agree and just think that they're kind of lame and generic but one thing that I did want to do which I hope it came off well and I guess that was part of the reason why I was having trouble writing it and why it was about a week later than I usually am was that it was just a I don't know it was it was weird because you know it's usually a humorous tongue-in-cheek thing but in this case with uh, Eleonora at number one was like a, and like I mentioned in the article was a character that really like resonated with me and I've had that with other characters before here and there but for some reason like how like how realistic her interactions were it wasn't like some huge thing like oh like where like Inuyasha is a good example where I really mm-hmm. like that character for similar reasons, but it was always this huge grand thing that was like in your face. Like people flat out hated him because he was half human and other people hated him because he was half demon or whatever. And what, it was kind what of- was what was the that character that was in one episode, um, but he wore a mask and if he took his mask off he would like breathe poison out. It was like he was the, one of like the twelve demons. Like What's his an- name? I feel like it's the ancient no mask. You're talking about Inuyasha, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel um, like it was the ancient. No- oh no, no, it was the Band of Seven. Muk- M- uh, yeah. Mukotsu was his name. That's right. Uh, that was like that was like yeah. the peak of that show. But yeah, like you know, usually when those issues are dealt with, it's kind of like in your face. And in this case, in this game, like Ellie was never insulted. She was never looked at poorly. In fact, she was complimented more than o- more often than not. And it was just something that really, but it still made her feel uncomfortable. It still drove who she was. And while it doesn't really affect me to that degree in real life, I definitely resonate to um, with that feeling. And it made me just uh, made me have this like attachment that I wouldn't normally have with any any fictional characters, let alone some goofy ass jrpg that's about like singers who fight demons <laughs> or whatever kind of crazy <laughs> bullshit so it came out of it like came out of nowhere and it resonated with me like long after i was actually talking about this on twitch earlier when i was playing gravity rush where i never play games more than once anymore because i have so little time and there's so much like so many games to play but like i'm at the end of my second run i'm getting close to the end of my second run on tokyo mirage and i'm planning on doing a third and a big part of the reason is because i get to do those quests and experience that like dialogue and those stories again and it's weird because like i said like and i've talked about mafia how i related pretty well to that one too but even something that heavy didn't have nearly the same amount of weight as something that was just so simple and reflected so flippantly in tokyo mirage and it ended up uh, ended up leading to who i felt was uh, my favorite my favorite waifu of the year so Anyone in the chat? Anyone in the chat who has no idea what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, go ahead and check it out. It's still tongue in cheek. It's still I still tried to keep it on the lighthearted side, but towards the end I got a little serious, and it was weird for me because I never do that. But I hope it resonated well. <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, I was uh, a buddy of mine I DJ with. We were uh, uh, walking into a bar, and he's part of our uh, Geekscape games podcast group on facebook that everyone needs to join facebook.com slash group slash geekscape games podcast uh he uh, got a notification about your post and he turns to me and he's like shane what's a waifu <laughs> and i was like oh god i gotta explain this to my normal friends <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, i love it everybody check it out on the front page it's lit i still want to like write my obscene one but i think it's just going to be like you know i'm i mean i mean let's Let's be real. It's going to be pretty much exactly the same. 
Uh, except we need to get Callie in there because we know Callie's probably a n- freak in the set. Hey, man, Callie lost Splatfest. There's no room for losers on the waifu list. And I voted for Callie. Um, I, I, if you lose in the Splatfest, is that like, you know, a euphemism? Like she got extra splatted or something? So, you know, it would fit she the loot. didn't get splatted? Well, I don't know. Well, she, wasn't, she wasn't in the... Uh, she wasn't in the Splatoon 2 trailer, so... Yeah. Like, like I said in the article, maybe Splatfest was like Highlander and the loser of the Splatfest, like, disappeared. There could be only one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going... I'm, I'm, hold on, I gotta, I gotta pull up the Splatoon subreddit. I haven't been there in a minute. Um, uh, uh, speaking of waifus, uh, May, much like the title, May confirmed Thick. Um, right now, Overwatch is in the middle of their uh, seasonal event, Lunar, the the Lunar New Year, yeah. and it's the uh, year of the cock, uh, year of the rooster. And uh, I I emphasize weird words, but um, May has probably the May's my favorite character. Uh, I mean, well, fuck, no, my favorite character is Widowmaker. If anybody really cares, but the character I want to like, you know, waifu the most is is May because May is Bay. Um, I like I like <laughs> me uh, I like me a, I like me a thick girl, and she's thick. So. She got a new skin, and it was basically like traditional Chinese uh, garb. And um, I was I was noticing. I was like, I was like, hey, she looks a little like skinnier than normal in this. Like, what what's 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 the deal? What's the deal with all this? And I was uh, playing Overwatch with Courtney, and she's like, yeah, she does. And uh, apparently, the internet was like, like, yo, they made her way too skinny in this. And there has been a official. Um, response from blizzard saying that they acknowledged it and it was never supposed to be that way it's a bug and she's supposed to be much bigger which is um uh i mean like you know it fits my my head canon uh, so my... is, blizzard, is blizzard trying to say that being skinny is unnatural are they skinny shaming now no what they were doing <clears throat> she was being hailed as like a, a body positive character and and you know not just having these tiny little stick anime girls running around and so when they made her skinny like there were two camps of people who got mad there were the shane camp of of thick lovers uh and then there were body positive like we're worried about you know body image shit so like some people are saying that blizzard is is only acting in response to that and they didn't really care if she was thick or not i don't know if it matters so how how could that be did like did they go into detail at all like how could something like that be a bug they didn't go into detail. Like, like, was it an oversight more than anything? Like, I feel like they're not going to intentionally, overtly change the shape of a character, but I could see how it could be an oversight, for instance. But to not expect, I don't know, the entire community of the game, which is so massive, to shit all over it is kind of crazy. Yeah, um, I know that um, a lot of people... Th- they're- Fuck, there's so much like I don't know, drama over this character. Uh, but uh, w- uh, <laughs> when um, like the, the concept art came out, there was uh, people. Her concept art is her like not in her uh, her her jacket. And there's uh, people like, oh my god, look, look, she's 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 not fat. You guys are all just being weird. But like, like uh, let's be real. May's thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. So um, why did I click on that? Sorry. <laughs> so uh, it, 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 each different each skin is a different character model at least the ones that aren't just like recolors so okay. i could see somebody i could see somebody just not keeping the same wireframe dimensions from mm-hmm. one one release to another so also can we talk about how her pants are terrible the bell bottom <laughs> why are they <laughs> bell bottoms that's not traditional chinese and they're they're not in vogue and they look bad look she got her outfit from the thrift store okay she wasn't basically she, she wasn't ready for this goodness i just i was um, stay- not happy with that yeah, I, me and Courtney were playing around. She's like, "What the fuck is this costume?" She's wearing bell bottoms. <laughs> I was like, "What? What?" Um, so there's also in the Overwatch news, there's a diva glitch on uh, Echo Point Antarctica. Uh, Josh, what is what's it all about? Well, the you real problem. Know? The real problem is they cut off her goddamn armor, and now she fucking melts. It's terrible. Yes, yes. They, they. I knew. I knew you'd be salty about that. Fuck! I just unironically <laughs> I mean, said salty. You did. I was fine. I was fine with it on paper, and then I knew you. Knew and you. Then I, and then I died <laughs> in five seconds, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like she, she dies faster than she did when she first came, when she only had five hundred health. But anyway, uh, but the actual glitch is in Eco Point Antarctica. Like a large majority of the time. If her mech gets destroyed, she'll like pop out into oblivion and like way off the stage and fall off the map. Okay. And it's like a huge. It seems like it's such a 
obvious oversight that I'm not sure how that got through. Cause especially because, like I said, every time that I've gotten blown out of the mech in that stage, it happens to me. And every time I fought ag- and I stopped using her like after three matches, but after like when I fought other divas, that ha- like they just vanished after her mech blew up every time except once. Well, and, that and, and correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that map just one the one game type, the three v three? Yeah, like they cut out. They rotated one v. Yeah, they they rotated out one v one. So right now, three v three is the only mode that uses it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I usually well, they... use it just to get my quick uh, first win of the day if I don't have a lot of time. Oh. So that's how I found out about it. Mm. But yeah, uh, now I'm stuck using the Roadhog and shit. Courtney, uh, you di- you main diva. Yeah. Thoughts? Thoughts? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't play on that map very often, which is probably a good thing for me uh, if that's happening. But I mean, it's kind of shitty if you're going to do your ult and then like, they were saying, what if she flies out of the map, right? Like completely, and then falls. Yeah, like, yeah. and then like she, she falls back in, and people can shoot you, but you can't do anything about it. Oh no, she just she just keeps falling until she falls off the map, and it treats it as if it's a self like a self destruct, like a like if you jumped off a ledge. Oh, because I saw when I saw it in the I think I saw like a um in like a GIF or a video or something, and they actually uh like she got shot mid air by somebody it wasn't even like she got a chance to do anything it was she didn't like fall off the map so like that seems shitty oh okay yeah no the one that's happening the most is where she where she just literally flies out of the map and until she falls past the the whatever you want to call it the point where they treat it as us as you if you fell off the ledge oh okay yeah i know that's shitty that's i mean that's the whole that's like the only good thing that she has left is her ult uh so yeah it's miserable yeah it's pretty miserable horrible horrible time Horrible times for diva mains like us. Yeah, I've, I'm actually trying to to branch out because all I play is diva. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to learn other things now, partly because of that. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, on the plus side though, on the plus side, Roadhog's damage is so much better after the hook since it aligns them right in front of him now. Yeah, I'm, I know. I, I was still getting some fucking bullshit hooks where like I ran around corners and stuff. Um. Uh. So. So has Blizzard responded not- to this? bug at all like is that something that 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 should be patched soon or is there any ta on something like that like that sounds kind of game breaking for those that are trying to play that character especially on that map so apparently it's been going on since the winter event and not everybody has been like reporting it and so there didn't i didn't see anything where they said that they're going to be fixing it okay um they said that there's going to be a fix for it in the upcoming patch so probably when may gets fixed diva will get fixed so, uh, Which probably won't happen until after this event's over. Yeah. Oh, and there's not going to be... Oh, that's what I said! That's what I said! Everyone gave me shit. Oh, shut up, Shane. Um, also, um, there's not going to be a Valentine's Day event at all. Which I thought because was kind of sad. To be one? With all the ships. Because, because love is dead after they destroyed D.Va like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um... So we have uh, user Skipjack in the chat says he wants the virgins to talk about something better. So let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> let's talk about you and me. Uh, a recent university study finds video games are better at relieving stress than sex. Um, uh, according to the article on Esquire, of the 251 men surveyed, a third of them used video games as a stress reliever, making it the most popular way to decompress. Total of 29% of men said playing video games helped them cope with stress. 74 said talking with friends, and 31 said comfort eating. Only 27% of men picked having sex or watching porn. Probably because they're not having sex. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Have these people ever played a game on hard? Like, have they ever played Dark Souls? Have they ever tried to? <laughs> have they ever tried to do these damn challenges on Gravity Rush 2? Like I've been doing most of the day. It's fucking horrible. What are? What? What are? Uh, um. What are the what are the what are the challenges on um, uh, Gravity Rush? Like time trials and that kind of stuff. Um, but to get the gold medal, actually, I'm I'm being a little bit I'm exaggerating a little bit. Part one was the one that was kind of difficult at times. Part two is not as bad. But like to get gold medals on the challenges, you have to be pretty precise, and if you fuck up, you have to keep retrying. Gotcha. So that's fucking stressful. That drove me crazy on part one, and a little bit on part two. Like, who, who plays video games that relieve stress? That shit kills me. I go to work so I can relieve stress from video games. <laughs> I, I play video games to relieve stress. I smash things in my video games and yell at the screen and listen to loud, angry music. It makes me feel a lot better. I broke a control plane Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
My and um, my neighbor my neighbor was playing WWF No Mercy against his little brother, lost a match in thirty seconds and hit himself in the head with his N sixty four control. Jeez. Then walked away Uh-oh. and then walked back into the room after he calmed down and there was blood coming down his forehead and he didn't realize it. No <laughs> way. Did you talk about uh, that story? The lady um, statistics? I- Oh, on the uh, the article? Yeah, only 11% of women uh, have sex or watch porn to cope with stress. Whereas, yeah, most... and, and we're more likely to do crafting, reading a self-help book, and talking to friends. And, and who that's reads self-help why... books? That's why the wage gap exists. <laughs> some, some chicken soup? <laughs> some uh, chicken soup. Fuck those. Fuck those books. They're ridiculous. No, I want to um, smash things and murder things and yell. I feel like it depends on the game, but I feel like generally when I feel stressed, I I don't know, it's hard to think about things like sex and it's easier to jump into a video game than to try to, I don't know, get your mind in the mood for that sort of activity. That's true. I mean, trying to get it to begin with is stressful, so it's like, what the fuck are they talking about? It's true. I don't know. <laughs> Shane's real quiet uh, on that. I I mean, like... Uh, I was having a fucking conniption fit the other day, and I got to the point where I couldn't even play Counter Strike to, to to calm down, and I had to rage quit. Uh, Courtney was watching that. It was uh, I was I was quite 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 annoyed. It's when he jumped on that Pornhub, and a few minutes later, he felt much better. Um, actually, uh, I just took a bunch of Nyquil and went to bed. There you go. So, See, I mean, uh, uh, I am the Pornhub DJ. So, is there, everyone that knows is that story. True. You still do yes. you still have that sticker on your laptop? I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Square Enix and Marvel are doing a thing. Is it really worth getting super excited about? We don't know because all they showed is like a 30 second clip that just said it existed. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's just nothing but teaser at this point. But it, yeah, it was about 50 seconds. Didn't show anything. Uh, they had a hashtag reassemble. Um, but it looks like it's a multi-game partnership. Um, it looked like the this teaser video had a Crystal Dynamics logo on it as well. I don't know. It could be something really cool. Uh, you know, Square Enix has been doing some really cool stuff lately with the Hitman series and, you know, Final Fantasy 15 and uh, uh, Deus Ex and Tomb Raider. Like, they've been knocking things out of the park lately. And so to be able to get a Marvel or specifically an Avengers license on this, I don't know. At this point, who knows? And who knows how long it'll be before we get some more information. But I feel like it's pretty exciting. I, I always love... Uh, I- I always love Square Enix. Um, they have such a diverse because everybody thinks of them the Final Fantasy, you know, the, the JRPG company, but they have a pretty diverse catalog. And remember the the Square Enix um, pavilion that we went to at Comic Con had a lot of oh, cool for stuff the last from, couple of years. Yeah, yeah, and they and they and they feature all their um, uh, you know all the games from their their different. Um, uh, the you know catalog. I actually did. I ever tell you the story about how I accidentally met the Game Grumps at their square at a Square Enix party? No. Any, yes. Anybody know the story? Does anybody, does anybody care to hear the story? I think I remember you talking about it, but I don't remember oh. the details. I think you just told me it happened. So there was a Square Enix party at Comic Con, and it was in a bar um, on Fifth Street. Do you remember the name of the bar, Derek? Uh, no, I don't. And it had like a weird whiskey name, girl, like the whiskey girl. Yeah, whiskey something, whis- Raven whiskey something. And it's like one a.m. I'm drunk and I'm just tired, and it was crowded. And and I walked outside, and I'm sitting there, and there was a person there that I recognized. Uh, I just I recognized his face. I'm terrible at faces. Was it Joe like, Lynch? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's another story for another time. Um. That's the sound of a reference going straight over our heads. <laughs> I think I think we've told the story on the podcast before, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll t- how about we tell it after this? So anyway, I'm sitting out there, and I, there's a person there next to me, and I recognize him, and I'm like, "Fuck, who do I know this person from?" And he keeps staring at me. Like, I caught him staring at me first, and I'm like, "Okay, Whoa. does this guy know me?" And like, right? Does this guy know me? Like, what's the deal? And so then I was just like, "Like, fuck it." I was like, "Hey, man, I hope this isn't weird, but..." have we met like you look really familiar and you've been looking over here and he's like oh um do you watch game grumps and i was like what the fuck and then like uh, i realized it was um uh ross from game grumps and i was like oh and then i realized everybody that was standing around him was everybody else from game grumps and i was like oh okay and then i was you know chatted with him nobody knew they were there like there was a lot of people trying to get in this bar and nobody knew they were there and i was just i met them all like, hey all right that's, that story was a lot funner in my head. <laughs> that could have been that could have been summed up with I met one of the guys from Game Grumps at the bar. 
Yeah, I don't think we really got any extra information out of that story. Derek, why don't you tell the Joe Lynch story? Um, so this was, was this two or three years ago at San Diego Comic-Con? Uh, I believe w- we were attending the party for, it was a press party for, uh, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Yep. Um, Shane and I both had a few drinks. Uh, Shane, probably many more than I consume myself. <laughs> um, you know, and there's, a, you know, of course there's, it, it's on like wait, the roof. quick, quick sidebar. <laughs> there was a picture you and I took there that I, I, I used in my Tinder profile for a minute. And I got a match with a uh, a girl that was like, "You have picture with men. What are you? What are you fag? Are you fag?" And I was like, oh, "I am. <laughs> I'm just gonna unmatch you." <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what are you fag? So there was, I, I mean, there was a bunch of people that we could rec- recognize here. You know, M Night Shyamalan before he got good again, he was there, and a bunch of other people naturally from the Sin City movie. And uh, you know, all of a sudden, there's Robert Rodriguez kind of hanging out on his own. Um, Shane is adamant. He's Shane's, you know, that's Robert Rodriguez right there. Like, I'm a big fan of Robert Rodriguez. Let's go grab a photo with him. And I'm like, that's not Robert Rodriguez. Uh, we go back and forth for a few minutes. He's adamant. That's 100% Robert Rodriguez. I'm like, and this is this this got this was like a part where I had a quick brownout. Things got a little bit blurry at this moment. So, <laughs> so like, it, essentially, we're standing there arguing for several moments. Like. <laughs> I'm like, that is not Robert Rodriguez. And you're like, yes, that is Robert Rodriguez. And then finally, I'm like, okay, like, if you think it's Robert Rodriguez, let's go, like, and you want a photo, I'll take a photo. Like, let's go talk to him. And Shane walks up to him, and he's like, hey, man, like, I'm a big fan of yours. Can I get a photo with you? Uh, And the dude's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And so they take the photo, and I can't remember what Shane said specifically, but then, you know, this Robert Rodriguez gentleman looks very confused, and uh you know kind of asks shane like what's up and shane's like well you're robert rodriguez and i love Rod- robert rodriguez <laughs> and the guy's just i mean he says you know that's really flattering but i, I i'm not robert rodriguez i am joe lynch <laughs> um who is a you know another director not as well known as robert rodriguez um <laughs> So I was right is the moral of the story and, and <laughs> you know Shane should listen but, to me when I am adamant about something but uh, the best he, part of this is that Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez was at the same party I mean he directed the movie so of course he's there but he was wearing the exact same outfit as Joe Lynch so like a gray t-shirt you know like whatever pants and like the classic Robert Rodriguez like gray hat um, so I could see how he could get, get confused I, yeah he was cosplaying as Robert Rodriguez he was cosplaying at, as Robert Rodriguez at Robert Rodriguez's party. So wow. So that yeah, wasn't your no. fault. No, no. It's not your fault, Shane. <laughs> there was a the, the Instagram pictures from that were lit though. <laughs> <laughs> that was they had a great. The band was fantastic at that. Yeah, yeah. That was um. Yeah, that was a. What, what was the band? No, the Spaz Mats. No, that was the course of the Force party. Uh oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was also a time where I blacked out and. <laughs> Was that when we oh, had Subway and I don't remember the rest? No, no. The Subway one was... Fuck, what was the Subway one? Batman. God. There was a Batman party and an IGN yeah. party. Yeah, that was that was the Joe Lynch night because we went downstairs to the, the Vice uh, party and Giraffigy was uh, DJing. And that's that's when things got... Like, I was like, okay, we're blacking out. We need to go. And then, and then we, yeah. we, we, we came to eating Subway on the sidewalk. And to this point, it's the only time I've ever blacked out from drinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I love about that is that Derek's on the sidewalk, paper unwrapped, eating a sandwich, and he's like, it's so dirty, but I'm too drunk to care. <laughs> and I'm very particularly about that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, so this is the Shane and Derek show. Thanks for listening. All right. Um, back to the Join us next game. week for more. <laughs> yeah. Um, back to the Geekscape Games podcast. Uh, Courtney. Yep. <laughs> did you did you did you black out there for a second? Did, did you I, see Joe Lynch? <laughs> uh, I grayed out a little bit. Where am I? What um, year's it? La, the, <laughs> I had a terrible dream that Trump was president. <laughs> I know it's, oh. it's amazing. So happy, Daddy's oh, president. <laughs> so Man. you are you are super into uh, little nightmares. I am. And so tell first off, tell us what Little Nightmares is, and let us know why you're excited about it and the news that came out. So um, Little Nightmares is being released by Tarsier Studios, who did Little Big Planet, and um, it has a very like 
Coraline feel to it. So basically, you're playing a character named Six. And so you're like this little girl, um, but she's in this like super-sized world. So she looks like she's this little tiny puppet. And your goal is to make it through all these rooms and past these giant monsters that want to eat you. Um, and so it's... I don't like scary things. I think we've talked about how I don't like scary things. We talked about, like, my PT experience. Um, yeah, where she almost broke my controller while playing PT. <laughs> and your headset and your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my TV. So mm-hmm. I don't do scary things, but it's just scary enough where, like, I can enjoy kind of being scared, but not so scary that I'm going to pee my pants. Um, and it's got a uh, murder... And cannibalism in it. So, you know, it's it's just enough. Um, so I'm really excited for it. It's a beautiful looking game. Um, you kind of get to explore and interact with the uh, your environment. So you push things around and pull things and solve like little traps and puzzles to get out of, out of these rooms and try and escape. So I'm really excited for it. Um, and it was just announced today that they're releasing that on April 28th. Yeah, uh, April yes. 28th this year um, for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And you can pre-order it now. It looks gorgeous. It's really beautiful. Yeah, the art really style. Beautiful. Is, the art style. Cor- I, I was watching the trailer earlier today, and I couldn't pinpoint it. But yeah, it does look very kind of Coraline esque, and this kind of I don't I don't know this kind of ornate beauty mixed with the creepiness of the atmosphere. And uh, yeah, it looks it looks pretty stellar. Kind of it gave me just just seeing some of the platforming and stuff gave me a bit of like a limbo feel as well, but with kind of mm-hmm. more detail and more color and everything like that. Yeah, it's um, gonna be really cool. Yeah, um, and it isn't. Isn't um, uh, what was that game that came out at the end of last year that's like this? Inside. Inside, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Which is uh, Inside was fantastic as well. Yeah, so I'm yeah. real, real excited for it. Um, I'm gonna buy this. I don't, I don't. And I'm is that gonna... is it a digital only or is it a physical release? I'm not sure if it's a digital only. Um, I, uh, I haven't actually looked into getting it yet. Mm-hmm. So. Because um, I there, only just saw today is, that it was coming out. There is a digital pre-order, uh, and you get a digital pre-order pre-order bonus, mm. uh, but it's also coming out on physical as well. Oh, neat. And they have a collector's <clears throat> yeah. edition and um, stuff, so I might actually get the collector's edition because it has the cute little figurine. She wears a little yellow rain jacket, and um, I've always wanted one since I was little, and so I'm probably just going to buy it just for that. Mm. <laughs> just so I can have the little figurine in the yellow jacket because it's so fucking cute. <laughs> Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get into the games we've been playing? Uh, not really. Uh, two things real quick. Uh, in Windows 10, there's going to be a quote-unquote game mode that is supposed to prioritize uh, CPU and GPU cycles to uh, games that you're playing. Uh, downside is it sounds like you have to have the Xbox DVR running, which does cause some problems and performance issues. And also... Um, it sounds like it's not going to help like 99% of games because, I mean, most of the games are going to be bottlenecked by the GPU and it's not going to, it's not going to help theoretically, but it's, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting concept. I would like to see more of it from, um, OS developers. Could, could it be that there's fixes coming to the game DVR issues as well? If that's something that's going to be a requirement and if the issue with the I, I don't PC game so I don't know too much about it but if it's a widespread issue could it be that there's a fix coming for that as well that's that could be that could be it's been a problem ever since Xbox came to Windows 10 um, it, it the, with just some systems it will just kill your performance because mm-hmm. it's it, it's kind of it has a feature that's kind of like shadow play it's got the Xbox DVR and it constantly running um, right the the specific Windows 10 Xbox DVR is kind of shit so and um, the only other thing I want to talk about is there is a Kickstarter going for uh, a um, Apocalypse Now video game, and it looks really cool. I'll have a uh, I'll have a crowdfund this article up uh, probably tomorrow or the next day with more details about it. Uh, but the people behind it are people from Obsidian, people from um, uh, the, the Crytek team, uh, writers from Battlefield, uh, people working from Disney, um, people that have um, worked on fallout it's going to be it's it's the the team has got pedigree so uh i'm really interested to see where this yeah, goes quite the, it's quite the team yeah uh games we've been oh. playing oh one oh, more wow. thing one more thing i wanted to make sure to one mention was the games with thing. was the uh games with gold mostly because it looks like you should be pretty well you don't have an xbox but you would be happy if you had an xbox yeah it sounds like a gonna, great month yeah they're gonna give out uh star wars force unleashed 
The first one, not the sucky the first, second one. Yeah, yeah, the first one, not the terrible second one that made them stop making them. I firmly believe. <laughs> I that think that's Star- why they shut down LucasArts, actually. I think I think that's why they axed the extended universe. <laughs> they just they just scrapped the whole thing because of Force Awakens too. But I believe Force it. Unleashed too. But, Force yeah. Awakens too. But uh, Project Cars, Star Wars, Force Unleashed, Escape from Monkey Island two, and Lovers, which I have no idea what that is. But those apparently are the four it's a games fantastic couch week. co-op title, which I am definitely into. Um, and is that is that the one where you're like in the big spaceship, like you're floating around in that like spaceship, and you got to run around and like work the different. I don't know. No, I'm here. I, I'm i not yeah. sure. I don't know too much about it. I just know it's supposed to be a really excellent uh, one, to four, one to four player local multiplayer game. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, uh, I need to get Windows 10 just because of the uh, Xbox One crossover um, features. <laughs> and uh, uh, I found a, uh, found a way to get uh, Windows 10 keys for a pretty cheap. Is it the anyway. piratebay.org? The what? No, it's a, a site <laughs> called Kingwin. That uh, sounds like, legit. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just people reselling their um, licenses. So Okay. Uh, games we've been playing. Courtney, what have you been playing this last week? Uh, I played Overwatch. <laughs> uh, and I played some Diablo 3, um, which I haven't done in a while. And uh, I made another season character so that I can um, not get my season my season goodies they had some cool stuff though i know that um diablo is coming out with their uh necromancer class here pretty soon too so i was like kind of hoping it would be there and it wasn't but um i've been i've been wrapped up in my fishies so i haven't had a lot of time to play your your fishies uh i'm taking an aquarium class so i'm okay yes i knew about that (laughs) yeah so uh i've been i've been taking care of my i have little crabs right now and snails and barnacles and trying to get that taken they have a care sh- of they have a shampoos to get rid of those fucking shame eat a dick i would if i could bitch <laughs> bitch <laughs> um so yeah guess no, I a reference guess a reference in 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 win a prize you know i hey, i don't know the I'm name st- of the movie but i know the clip yeah um i'm still waiting for the list of giveaways that uh adam and josh said they have that we could give away. You know, I've emailed you and texted you guys asking for the item list of stuff so we could give what them away What does that have to do with games that we're playing right now? I said, win a pri- guess, <laughs> guess the... Guess he he the, wants the, us to give away our game libraries. Oh. Yeah. I'll get that uh, to you later. Anyway, so fish. <laughs> uh, d- d- oh, yes, fish. <laughs> if you guys are interested in fish, you can go to my Instagram, and I, I post videos of uh, all of our little critters we have in our, our uh, aquaria. So there you go. Uh, shameless plug. Derek. <laughs> I mean, if you're actually doing a shameless plug, you should probably uh, note your Instagram account. Uh, I'm, I'm everywhere. Is geeky girl? I can oh, everywhere. Um, so I have, uh, so I've kind of been um, doing a little bit of retail therapy as of late, which is terrible because I financially am not. <laughs> Uh, I'm spending too much money and not making enough money. So, uh, anyways, I picked up a PlayStation VR uh, recently. Um, it has been a blast so far, I have to say. It's uh, I, I ended up getting a, a great deal on a lightly used uh, unit. And first thing that you notice when you hook it up is, holy shit, that's a lot of wires. Um, yeah. It, it's kind of this cobbled together, you know, you add an extra box that's a quarter of the size of the PS4, and there's HDMI splitters and cables everywhere, and, you know, the PlayStation camera cable and a USB cable that, you know, goes from the box processing unit to the back of the, um, to the front of the PS4, rather. And, uh... Yeah, it kind of looks like a mess. Um, I've said it because, of course, you know, Shane and Josh and I have had kind of great opportunities over the last few Comic-Cons to try a variety of virtual reality experiences. And um, especially over extended use, I feel like the PlayStation VR is by far the most comfortable headset that I've worn at this point. Um, The unit that you actually get quite a lot in the box, um, the unit that I got was essentially the launch bundle, which came with a demo disc, which has a lot of really fun demos that kind of give you a great idea of the experiences that are available as of right now. Um, It comes with, it came with a cool kind of five mini game uh, experience called PlayStation VR worlds as well, which kind of got me quite excited. Some of them are ones you'll only play once, but um, a few of them I've played a couple times and I've shown to friends as well. There's a really neat one by from uh, Sony's, I think, I think it's London Studio who is working on a, 
uh, a full-length VR experience now, but it's uh, called the London Heist, and it has you. It's it's got some really cool virtual reality shooting uh, segments, um, including one where you're essentially the passenger in a vehicle and you're shooting at uh, a number of people that are chasing you in vehicles and motorbikes, and it's pretty cool. As in, you can you know you can lean out the window, for instance, and and shoot the people behind you and and the track. That sounds system. really cool. Yeah, and it's something where, for instance, when you're uh, gun uh, when your magazine is empty you can actually grab another one and essentially bring it to the gun to reload it and it, it it's quite uh, it's quite immersive um, even is for, it related is it related to the getaway at all it's not but it's definitely so it's yeah, it's by the same team that did the getaway and it's set in, it's called the London heist um, I didn't I didn't really catch any getaway references or anything like that but it is set in London and everyone's got a British accent it's it's short it's like 20 25 minutes um, but it was a really cool look at what may be possible um, aside from that I picked up the Batman Arkham VR which is a really cool kind of hour long experience Uh which is definitely probably one of the first things I'll show to people coming over to play VR. Um, great graphics. At one point, you know, you kind of got to get a feeling. I, I played it standing up and definitely got a kind of vertigo feeling a couple of times as I leaned over the edge of a building and looked at the ground below me. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and then, so once you finish the hour, hour and 10 minute long experience, the uh, a series of Riddler challenges open up, which can add a lot of replayability to the game. Uh, but it's also just not super expensive. I bought a pre-owned copy from GameStop and it cost me about $20 Canadian. So, uh, you know, a pretty good deal on that one. Probably the most fun that I've had so far is with a spinoff of one of my favorite games of last year, or the, it must be the year before, but Until Dawn, uh, there's a game called Rush of Blood, which is essentially a kind of odd story. You're in a roller coaster, and you end up having to shoot things that are trying to kill you, and it's it's a, it's a great experience because one of the neat things about the PlayStation VR is that it'll, regardless of who's using the headset, it'll still output what they see to the television, um, which kind of makes it social. And so your friends can watch it while they're waiting for their turn and everything like that. And it's a game where, for instance, I had Michaela try it first and, you know, watching her and she's, you know, freaking out and, and trying to dodge things and like, you know, legitimately becoming scared and I'm watching it on the television screen and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, that's not scary at all. Like, this looks stupid. And it's something where, again, just the immersiveness of VR and the 3D sound and, um, you know, just not being able to escape essentially because you're wearing this headset. Uh, after I tried it myself, you definitely get a completely different experience with the game and it's um, super immersive and super freaky. And uh, speaking of freaky, Resident Evil 7 launched a couple days ago. Um I've had an opportunity to play about the first hour of that, uh, uh, and it's probably, it, it's hard to say at this point, but so far it's it's one of the most atmospheric and, and probably scariest titles I've experienced in a number of years, and, you know, I've skipped the last couple of Resident Evil games due to their kind of super action-oriented um you know, less about the horror, more about fighting zombies or whatever the things have become at this and point. But Resident Evil 6 was fucking terrible. Yeah, I've heard that. And 5, I essentially played the demo of and I was like, ah, I don't really need to play this. And 7 has been a, a, just a terrifying blast so far. And it's definitely one of those games that I can only play in about 20 to 30 minute chunks before you get too uncomfortable. And just from the way that the environments you're in look and from the way every single step that you take sounds like they've the, the team has just done such a good job at, um, I don't know, making you as uncomfortable as possible at all times, and I can't wait to see what happens next with it, and the, the VR functionality in that title, it's it's probably what I would say, I, I don't know too much about what's available for, you know, Oculus or HTC Vive in terms of, you know, full AAA experiences, but Resident Evil is, like, the first big, like, okay, this is what VR can be, and it makes me really, really excited for the future, and I'm excited to try to play the rest of it in VR in, you know, very short chunks, but it's been a blast so far, and uh, I'm looking forward to having some multiplayer experiences and everything like that um, with the VR. And it's still it's something that almost as much as I enjoy using it, I enjoy seeing other people do a VR experience for the first time because it is really something that you you can't describe, and and it's not something that you'll think is cool or will really believe in until you experience it yourself. But it's uh, it's going to be a cool future i think and it's 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 always way more fun to watch someone else do a vr experience like the paranormal activity game that i was able to demo at san diego comic-con 
Um, and there's a great video of that uh, and Shane essentially freaking out about it on the Geekscape TV YouTube page. Except except you have it unlisted for some reason. I have it unlisted? Yeah. Now I can change that. Okay. Yeah, that 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 was that was all genuine responses. It was it was uh, Did you do it first as well or was that after watching other watching us do it? Um I, I don't remember know if I which first. I think you might have gone first. Yeah. Yes, you well, went first. I, I, was, I, was, I did not really react. Like I was like, "That was scary, and that was really cool, and I'm excited to play more." But I didn't really have a an overly outward reaction to it. So seeing you do it after I had done it, and and you know, it's the same thing where you can kind of see exactly what I'm seeing through the computer monitor. But uh, it was pretty funny to see to see you freaking out at it. Yeah. Um, well, you remember when when we did the, the the Godzilla experience a few years prior? We were waiting in line, and I was like, Ugh, and you're like why are you freaking out it's like this reminds me of a haunted house and haunted houses like freak me out oh, it was basically yes. like a it was a digital haunted house so nope <laughs> yay nope yep. nope nope uh josh we've been playing um the games i've been playing the most are final fantasy brave exodus just for the ariana grande event uh happy I to say to, i need to start that that goes until the sixth right second so next Thursday. Gotcha. So I've actually the game's the game's pretty fun. It's typical free to play though, so you can only play for so long before you have to either wait in real time or spend money. And the higher the higher levels in the Ariana dungeon so you could get all of her gear starts getting like crazy high levels really quick. So obviously they want you to spend money so you could level grind. But otherwise it's fun. It's ridiculous how her song plays while you're fighting monsters in her dungeon <laughs> and all that shit. Um but it's it's cool. Like she's she's pretty much a, like she's a really really strong character if you're just starting out, which I think is the intention to like hook new players, give them a free promotional character that's really strong and then once they start building out a party, they'll get the ideas to get them addicted so you'll keep trying to level up the rest of them after the event's how, over how easy is it to get her um oh uh, like, you just need to play the tutorial and then your your starter characters should be in like strong like from the very beginning they should be strong enough to be able to edge out the first level and by beating gotcha. the first level you get her automatically gotcha and it's like gotcha, her gotcha, her gotcha. equipment's on the higher levels that makes her stronger specifically and those are harder to get gotcha uh, uh is that everything no, and then I've been playing a lot of Gravity Rush 2. I was trying to finish it tonight, but the game has way more content than the first game. I think I probably would have beaten the first game almost twice in the time that I've been playing the second one, and I don't. I think I just passed the halfway point if the trophies are any indication. But yeah, there's a lot outside of like the challenge missions that we were talking about earlier, and then the story missions. There's like a whole new list of side missions on top of that, and the city that you can explore is so much bigger than the first game. Not to mention that it eventually expands, and you can go to more than one city. And it's it it feels like like how in my uh, end of year content where I was saying the Neptune was almost like a perfect sequel because it improved on everything that worked and got rid of everything that didn't. I feel mm-hmm. like this is another case of that where everything that the first game was lacking is here. Everything that the first game did well is done better, especially because now she, uh, you eventually unlock three different or two new ways to manipulate gravity instead of just having the one that you use through the whole game like in the first game. Mm-hmm. So there's like, you know, there's a variety of gameplay styles on top of the wider variety in missions and content. And the only problem that's still somewhat consistent from the first game is that the camera gets weird, but that's only that's usually only when you're flying in like when you get stuck in like corners or something and go into places that you might not necessarily need to go. But otherwise, like the lock on the camera most of the time and like everything that was wrong with the first one seems to be much improved plus it's probably one of the best looking games i've played so far on the playstation 4 Mm, really yeah it's like the art style and everything is just if you're from if you've seen the first one it's similar to that but it seems to have it seems to have a lot more vibrancy to it this time around Mm, the characters look a lot more expressive and everything it's just it's just a great game all around so far i'm really looking forward to finishing it and then and then the last little bit was um I played a little bit of Yakuza Zero, which ooh, ooh. yeah, it, it's a fun game. It's it's like a it's a modern version of what like those old old school like two D beat 'em ups are, except if you were to transport them to today. And so it's like in three D, and you'll run around just beating up random people. But it also has that open world aspect to it, where you can play mini games and explore the city and interact with side quests and side characters and that kind of stuff. But I'm not no, too far that- in it. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, no! I was, I was going to go off topic. Sorry. 
Oh, no, I was going to say, um, I haven't played too far into it, but it's al already obvious that the game is very bipolar in the sense that when you're doing story missions, it's like super serious and it's like this whole crime drama where you're framed for murder and you have to find the real killer and stuff before the Yakuza retaliates against your uh, mentor. But then outside of that, all the side missions are like completely ridiculous where you have to like help a help a punk band that's not really punk like learn how to act punk before they go on to their first <laughs> signing or like there, there was this one screenshot going around where at a restaurant you can buy a whole chicken for like a really expensive price and then when you bought it there was a they literally just hand you a live chicken to take <laughs> with you and just stuff like that and like there's sega since it's made by sega there's sega arcades and you can play old games like outrun and that kind of stuff and when you're you're like yakuza guy in his fancy business suit gets in the game arcade and he like charges up and like all this smoke starts flying around him and he like steps on the pedal like really over dramatic right before the game starts like so it's just so it's so silly but at the same time it's so serious when you're in the main story so i and that's always been its appeal i've always wanted to, to play the yakuza games I, I've, I've i've heard that i i would love them um is this a good jumping on point for somebody or should i i mean i, I have a playstation 4 so i mean is it you know is, do the stories go from one to the other or are they contained narratives do we lose josh Hello? Uh, I can hear you. Did we lose Josh? I, uh, it looks like it. No, he's still in the Skype call. Did we lose Courtney? No, I'm here. Huh. Well then. <laughs> what is it? What? Well, everybody. All right. That was level 104. We'll find out the answer to that thrilling question. Is Yakuza 0 a good jumping on point? Uh, is, is, is it called 0 because it's a prequel to everything? Uh, Josh says know. hello, and he said yes. As in, yes, it's a prequel, but we can't hear Josh. Yes, is he said again. The, is is it a prequel to the sequel? It's a prequel, so you can jump. So it's a good jumping off point. That is the answer. Jumping, jumping off or jumping on? He said off. Uh -oh. So I think he on. means on. He says oh, on. He said on. Jump on. Okay. on. Jump up on yeah. it. Freudian, Freudian slip. slip. Really? You want to? <laughs> you want to fuck Yakuza Zero? All right. That was level 104, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Geek Seat Games podcast. Um, share, share, and share alike with your friends, your enemies, uh, your frenemies, and your M and M's. Just, uh, that was. See, I, that was ad-lib, and it wasn't very good. So at least we know that I'm not going to be a good freestyle rapper. But uh, we implore you to come join our Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash groups slash Geekscape Games Podcast. That's groups slash Geekscape Games Podcast. Come on in. Post some dank maymays, uh, articles you want us to discuss. Uh, it's just a big old, big old party in there. It's really cool fun. shit you it's find really on the internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got some, sometimes we post insider info. We... Uh, we were posting uh, leaks to the Switch pre-orders prior to them going live. As always, you can find us on Geekscape.net, uh, on Twitter at Geekscape Games, on Loot Crate as Geekscape. Use that promo code to get a fatty discount. You can find me on Twitter at Shane O'Hare, SS Jakin on gaming platforms. Miss Courtney Dossett. Uh, I am AK Geeky Girl on Twitter and Geeky Girl AK everywhere else, including my Instagram. Where you can see all my fishies. Yes. There's actually a picture of Yumi on there. There, There's a couple pictures uh, of Yumi on there. Uh, I'm at DCranavelt on Twitter and CaptainK17 on gaming platforms. And we've also got uh, Inu Joshua uh, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah. All right. He typed. Oh, wait. We anyway. Bye. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. One, two, three. I got this.